Hey, Mutant Fam. Uh, welcome to the courtroom of Judge Trash, presiding on the 29th day of March for the case of the People versus Pinhead. Uh, on the side of the prosecution, we have Ghostfake. And on the side of the defense, we have Matt from Garage of Horror. Um, Judge Trash was up late drinking last night. He will not have any tomfoolery in his courtroom today. You may all proceed with your opening statements. <clears throat> Thank you, Your Honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, today I represent the people of not only the United States of America, but also the people of the world, I do believe. And it is going to be our position today that Pinhead must be deported, if not imprisoned indefinitely, for the following charges. For the murder of 35 individuals, kidnapping, sexual harassment, illegally entering the United States of America, and attempting to corrupt our youth. Your Honor, it is our position that one Mr. Elliot Spencer, a.k.a. Pinhead, a.k.a. the Hell Priest, a.k.a. the leader of the Cenobites, is a danger to our civilized society along with the rest of the Cenobites. We believe that it is in the best interest of our people to deport Pinhead and the rest of the Cenobites back to hell where they came from. And as our president of the United States of America has so clearly proclaimed to build a, a wall around the lament configuration slash the lemon hard configuration and make the Cenobites pay for it. I do not take deportation lightly and the charges are as follows. Pennywise is guilty of the murder of 35 individuals. This is documented on video footage. And these are not only the murder, uh, these are only the murders that we are aware of. <clears throat> he is also guilty of kidnapping, wherein he used this puzzle box to transport people into his dimension for one, murdering them, two, to practice, uh, to practice experimental sodom uh, sadomasochism or sexual deviancy, and three, to brainwash them into joining his religious cult and become Cenobites also documented heavily with video footage. We also charge that the defendant illegally entered the United States of America on multiple accounts without going through the proper agencies. The uh, ICE has uh, already done a full investigation and has concluded that Pinhead has entered the, the country illegally and has broken many of our laws. And finally... We believe that these Cenobites are a danger to the youth of America using both a puzzle box and a video game marketed directly at our youth. We believe that the, uh, the precedent for this falls under the United States versus Philip Morris. And these Cenobites are intentionally targeting the youth with their puzzle box and video game as they are trying to corrupt our children. So... It is our case that Pinhead and his followers be deported back to hell and forbidden to enter the United States again. And if that isn't the situation, we believe that they should be tried as uh, U.S. citizens and imprisoned indefinitely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, your honor, I rest my case. The prosecution no. has come well prepared today. And would the defense, <laughs> would the defense like to respond? <laughs> First of all, 
Don't rest your case during opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am willing to accept that I might not know what that means. The court thought that was a little unusual. <laughs> you, you, you rest your case after presenting all of your evidence. Maybe that was all of his evidence. I've, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he listened to his charges, but uh, he didn't give any evidentiary support behind them. But whatever. <laughs> I provided Um, what ICE had uh, the the investigation that they had already done. (laughs) I'm sorry. Continue. Go ahead. You're you're good. God damn it. (laughs) 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 Anyway, okay. I had to do some typing here because I I came prepared today as well. I typed out every goddamn one of your arguments. Uh (laughs) That way, if you try to change them halfway through, I'll be like, no, no, no. That wasn't on there. (laughs) But anyway, I have uh, bought some. I feel that this is a big case, so I have bought some co-counsel along with me today. (laughs) So I I will permit it. (laughs) Pinhead will be (laughs) presented by two lawyers myself, Matthew Stanford from the Garage of Horror and my partner Hello your honor, I am Eric J. Chapman Esquire (laughs) (laughs) and I will be arguing that these charges against my clown are A. Speeches 2. Have no basis in reality and 3. Were bought by the dirty cow (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Eric (laughs) So First, I would like to ask Judge Trash to immediately, immediately dismiss the kidnapping charge. Uh, based, what is, on, what? based on, I'm getting there. Continue. <laughs> kidnapping is a false imprisonment charge. And everybody who opens up the Lamette configuration does so of their own will. They're not forced to. And if you pay attention, the Cenobites are what? Angels to some, demons to others. They know what they are getting to going in. And I would also like the sexual harassment charge dropped because most people that open the Lamette configuration are looking for kinky sexual shit. So therefore, when my client gives them what they want, that is not sexual harassment. That is not an unwanted advance. Attorney, this is sounding like uh, the argument of someone who says a rape victim was asking for it. Uh, you may want to be careful with, with, with your, your defense. No, no, I will, I, will give you, I will give you an important distinction. I'm glad that you brought that up. However, <laughs> yes, a person getting raped does not ask for it, no matter what they wear. No matter where they go, no matter how much they drink. However, most people that are given the Lamet configuration are looking for sexual perversions. They are not being forcibly raped. Prosecution, would you like to respond? <laughs> well, I was actually thinking, uh, is that all the defense has, or would they like to? Uh, uh, no, that is not all the defense asks. I just wanted to address those two charges first. Okay, okay, then uh, let me let me go ahead and address just the dismissal of the kidnapping charge and also the dismissal of the sexual harassment charge. Um, dealing objection. Uh, objection. It is objection overruled. Judge. 
it is up to the judge to decide dismissal, not prosecution. No, no, I'm not saying that we dismiss them. I'm saying that I would like to address your request for the dismissal of those. Um, let me ask you uh, just a question, um, uh, the defense. Was one Mr. Frank Cotton asking to be ripped apart by chains? Wait, what was that? Well, you let me yeah. let me fire with my co-counsel. Yeah, uh, yeah. By all means, go ahead. Yeah, that sounds like a goddamn question for the goddamn dirty cat. Cartman, you cannot blame everything on Cal. <laughs> no, I do not think that he was asking to be ripped apart by chains. However, being ripped apart by chains is not rape. Uh, no, you're right. That is not rape. <laughs> but however, if one Mr. Frank Cotton was just looking for a sexual deviancy, uh, then when he was ripped apart by chains, do you not think that that was not asking he, that he was not asking to be ripped apart by chains? I think that one Mr. Frank Cotton opened the box looking for a slight difference between pleasure and pain. And... It wasn't really up to him how the pain was distributed. So it's it, that would basically equate to if you're going to play some BDS games and you're a rookie, you need a safe word, son. Could you tell me uh, how Frank would get this safe word from the lament configuration? Well, thank you. You have proven my point for me. The Lamette configuration is just an object. The Cenobites are not responsible for who opens the Lamette configuration. They have a specific job that they perform. I will cite, as a matter of fact, Hellraiser 1, when Kirsty asked who they are and why you're here. Pinhead says, doesn't say we're here to kidnap you. We are here to do this to you. It is very simple. You open the box. We came. That's it. Now, did Frank Cotton know that the Cenobites would come when he opened the box? I did not think that we were here to argue the mens re of one Mr. Frank Cotton. I thought we were here to talk about the Cenobites. We are, because, but I'm trying to figure out one of my, one of my primary... assumptions based on Frank, Frank Cotton's mental state or what he may or may not have wanted is speculation. Uh, no, he is one of my primary witnesses against the Cenobites, as he is one of their victims. Okay, so, and so I'm trying uh, to ask you, you talking to Mr. Frank Cotton, are you opening a portal to hell, or do you have a Ouija board? No, I'm aware of his story as it <laughs> falls into place with the charges against the Cenobites. And where did you get this story from? Well, I don't really know how to answer that. How are you aware of Frank Cotton? <laughs> I'm aware of Frank Cotton because you brought him up. You you had never heard of Frank Cotton before that. I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I, I, I think that uh, I think that I we've kind of gone off on a rabbit easy, trail. I think we very easy I, question. I will have judge, order in judge, my court. I will have order trash. in my court, gentlemen. Yes, judge trash. Defense. Please, judge trash. Please order the prosecution to answer the question. How does he know what happened to Frank Cotton? Did he, did what happened to Frank Cotton, did he get that from Frank Cotton himself? It's very well documented in Exhibit A, Hellraiser 1. I believe we've already referenced it multiple times. We've all seen it, correct? Uh, thank you, Yana. Yes, sir. Okay, but if he's just going by videotape evidence and not Frank's own statements, then it's hearsay and it's inadmissible. 
Video evidence uh, isn't hearsay. Go on, prosecution. Yes, uh, thank you, Joanna. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention, I did mention the that all of our evidence comes from video, heavily documented video of these things occurring. That's how we know who Pinhead is and who his victims are and all that. So if you would like to just continue with the defense, because we kind of went on a rabbit trail there, and I want to hear the rest of your defense of your client. Okay, so I will gladly continue. So I, am I to understand that all of your evidence comes from Hellraiser 1 and we are treating it as videotaped evidence? Because that's what it sounded like from the judge. Correct. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, it, uh, so, hold on. That, that is just Exhibit 1. That, that's have, fine. That is have, fine. That is Exhibit 1. But however, you said that a lot of your stuff comes from, especially the stuff with Frank Cotton, comes from Hellraiser 1, which is videotaped evidence, correct? Uh, hold on, because he, Pinhead does not kill, uh, what was it, 37 individuals in just the first uh, Hellraiser. I completely understand 35. that. However, when it comes to the veracity of your statements of your witness, Frank Cotton, does all of your evidence on Frank come from the first Hellraiser film? Yes or no? If for now, primarily, yes. Now, if I am to remember correctly, even though I know it was not, it, 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 okay, so like, if I if I remember correctly, uh, prosecution, can you tell me? Let's see how uh, versed you are with your case. Where does the first Hellraiser take place? All right, who was that asked? Who was that for? You, prosecution. prosecution. Where does the first take Hellraiser place? take place? Uh, in Frank Cotton's house. Is that what you're asking? No, 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 no. Location. I don't know right offhand, but I do believe that that would be uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. It seems like it would be a little bit off topic. Could I ask it you about it? off topic, as a matter of fact. Uh, I will <laughs> tell you that the first Hellraiser movie is supposed to take place in rural New York. Therefore, anything that was videotaped with Frank in New York, New York is a one-party consent videotaping state. So, and. Did we just lose you? I think, I think we may have defense. <laughs> well, as is the case, whenever an attorney drops out, it means he's lost the court battle. <laughs> <laughs> we will be deporting the Cenobites. We will be deporting Pinhead unless Matt you returns. Shut your mouth. Unless Matt returns <laughs> you to the. Shut your mouth. <laughs> unless Matt returns to the the uh, what the fuck is it called? Um, oh, the wrestling. Horror? I'm thinking about when you're out of the wrestling mat for too long. You get your 10 second count. You got to be back. Do we hear you, Matt? Can y'all not hear me? Now we do. I, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Welcome back. All right, so anyway, as I was saying before, somebody tried to cut me off. <laughs> so, uh, your honor, your, 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 your honor, and your unless honor? Frank Cotton or Pinhead knew they were being recorded, then that evidence is inadmissible because it falls under illegal wiretapping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you'll... The court, the court denies the motion to suppress the evidence. 
That I looked that one up. I had that one ready to go. Thank you, Yohan. <laughs> Based on what ground? Based on the fact that it's our only evidence. That is not <laughs> the reason. People get let loose on the streets every day because the prosecution's only evidence is garbage. Oh, I will be filing an appeal. Thank you. Thank you for making me here. We're fine. Fine. Yeah, fine, fine. That's fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, prosecution, do you have a response to Eric Cartman? I could not tell exactly what he was saying. It just sounded like he said it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he's losing it Nobody a little. Nobody did say a bitch. <laughs> We're fine. We'll move on. So at this point, we seem to have a stalemate. I don't think either side has convinced the jury of, of uh, guilt or innocence. Um, do we have any other arguments from the uh, prosecution? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not done. All righty. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> Let's talk about illegal entry. Yes, now, please do. Would the, would, would the court agree that illegal entry is that when a, a, a citizen, uh, I'm sorry, a non-citizen of the country sneaks into the country with, to stay without proper without going through the proper channels. We could agree on that definition. Basically cross the border. Like say, say my client Pinhead snuck in from Mexico and got a job in the United States without getting paperwork or a green card. That would be illegal, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, now, I, I, I would like to, I would like to hey, clarify. To speaking, son. <laughs> yes, I hear you, but I do not agree with the definitions that you are giving. I do not think that somebody needs to hold a job here in the United States to be okay, considered illegal. It is the act okay, of crossing the border uh, without going through the proper channels that would be the okay. illegal action. Okay. Um, so, okay, let me put it this way. So. Say my client Pinhead comes from New Mexico, New Mexico, <laughs> Mexico. Okay, technically, he could come to the United States and leave again without breaking any illegal entry laws. You do not meet illegal entry until you come and you stay. Okay, <laughs> see, because let's say, hey, you have a relative in Canada and. They come visit you and then they leave and go home. They didn't break the law. You have somebody from the UK that comes over to visit you for Christmas and they leave. They didn't break the law. And I would argue that when a client opens the Lamette configuration, they know that the set of bites are going to come. So to me, that sounds like an invitation. So if somebody opens a door and my client just so happens to walk through it and then leaves again, that is not illegal. That is not a legal entry. <clears throat> Thank you. May I address that? Yes, sir. Your Honor, and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, when somebody comes across the border uninvited, that is the problem. Thank you. Uninvited. When uh -huh. you open that configuration, you are inviting them. 
No, I am sorry, uh, defense. But when you open the lament configuration, you are brought into hell to experience your pain and pleasure. Yes, and how it is not that they are brought here. Oh, they really? So then, how did then how did Pinhead and all the set uh, Cenobites end up in Frank Cotton's attic? They were not invited. It was an invitation for Frank Cotton to go to hell with them. Yes, so they have to come collect him. No, they use their damn chains to collect him. The matter of collection is irrelevant. He opened the box. He invited them in. If the, if, if the mode of collection is irrelevant, then why are you saying that they must leave the box to collect him? If that is irrelevant, it sounds like you just said your own argument is irrelevant. Incorrect, because since the judge has decided to let your Hellraiser 1 video shit stand, <laughs> you can clearly see that they do come out of the box. They come out of the box to get Frank. They come out of the box to get him at the end of the movie. Hell, the the freaking chatterer setabite and the female setabite go to different parts of the house in pursuit of Kirsty at the at the end. So they do come out of the box, and when the box is open, they are invited. So that is not a legal entry. They did not kick down Frank's door. They did not pick the lock. He opened a door, and they walked through it. You opened the box, and we came. In not illegal. So what was the problem when Frank came back to the real world? Oh, so now we're getting into Hellraiser 2 now? No, no, I want to ask you because there was a problem when Frank was brought back into the real world that the Cenobites had to come get him. So if there is no difference between the two, why is it a problem that Frank would escape hell and be back? Because when he opened the box and went, he agreed to go and if you will notice they did not come back to this reality like oh frank escaped we gotta come get him they didn't even know he escaped until kirsty opened the box and invited them and then she made a deal and then she had to open the box at the house again so you see the cenobites do not just show up out of the blue they only come when the doorway is open therefore invited and then they leave again that is not a legal entry all right, I think on, the jury. Judge. I think Come the jury on, has heard uh, enough about illegal entry. What What is the defense? Uh, what is the defense against the thirty six deaths? How How do we defend against murder? So let me see here. I've covered sexual harassment. I've covered illegal entry. I've covered kidnapping. Oh, so now you're now you're asking me to cover thirty six murders. Yes. How do we defend murder? Well, uh, your, your honor, your honor is, I, w I would like to just specify it was 35, 35, 35 individuals, not 36. I apologize. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll take this one. <laughs> your honor, we are here to argue that the Cenobites actually did not murder anybody at all. This is a, a ballsy defense. Go on. Planet. <laughs> You see, now, when somebody opens the lament configuration, and the Cenobites come out as the corrupted politician, so equally, well, Eric, calm down. Let me tell you. When they come and they take them, they take them to hell. Correct? Prosecution? Oh, you're asking me? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, the 
enormous amount of individuals that Pinhead kills at the club were not taken to hell before he killed them. Oh, so now we're doing Hellraiser 3. I'm, I'm sorry. We are we are we are going against uh every one of every documented case of Pinhead's kills. We are covering Pinhead, not a specific movie. Okay, so then in in fairness, you know, you have to present all of your evidence to defense so that the fence can defend. How many people did Pinhead kill in Hellraiser 3? Uh, dealing with the club specifically. Yes, in the club specifically. Let's see. I'm trying to think right offhand. Um, I could name at least, or I could probably cover at least five, but I'd be weary of going any further than that. Okay, five. So, and and how many did Pinhead kill in Hellraiser two? I do not have those numbers right offhand. Oh, it's easy. None. Doctor Chenard murdered everybody. Hellraiser one. How many people did Pinhead kill? I do not have those numbers right offhand either. None. Because he came and he took people to hell. Took them straight there via doorway. Therefore, they did not have to die to go to hell. They were transported there. So I'll give you the five in Hellraiser 3. But one and two, nah. You gotta go somewhere with that. Yeah, you gotta go somewhere else with that. Okay. <laughs> your, your honor, I, I fail to see the relevance of his argument when he the, uh, disregards. The of the argument is that you are overcharging my client with 36 murders when you cannot prove that he killed 36 people, as I just so illustrated that he literally did not kill anybody in Hellraiser 1 and 2. So your numbers are wrong. I am so, going off of a conservative count of how many individuals killed anybody. They need to be thrown out. Sorry, uh, I was talking over most of what you said. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one too. Would it re would it refresh your recollection if I let you review the reports? <laughs> yes, yes, it would. All this stuff is supposed to be turned over to the feds anyway. Oh, uh, so now I found an appeal on two grounds. Excuse me, defense. How many? Uh, how many of the pin? Uh, sorry, how many of the Hellraiser movies do you own? All of them, even that crappy Judgment one with Fat Pinhead. Perfect. <laughs> so this, so this means that you have been, uh, that you have had the uh, evidence in your possession this entire time. I do, but I want to know about you. I want to know if you know what you're talking about, because if you don't know what you're talking about, you can't just charge my client on willy nilly to throw shit against the wall to see what sticks. That's overzealous prosecution. Uh, then what are you asking for? I believe I made it. Oh, no, wait, I didn't make it quite clear because you decided to talk over me. <laughs> Your honor, I will repeat again that I would like the murder charges against my client to reflect the actual number of cases the prosecution could actually prove. And since I have already proven that, that Pinhead does not kill anybody in Hellraiser 1 or Hellraiser 2, his numbers are already wrong, and some of those murders should be taken from the record. Uh, allow me to elaborate real quick. Got a baby, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> So allow me to elaborate 
on just how many, if you want me to be specific on who uh, he killed specifically per movie, I can go, or per, sorry, per situation, I can certainly cover that if you would like me to. Yeah, you, I, I just want you to know, I just want to know about these these 35 to 36 murders that you're that you're, that you're talking about. Okay, so in uh, in fact, actually, it's really funny. Um, the the uh, two movies that you were talking about with Hellraiser one and Hellraiser two, uh, you're right. Pinhead does not kill anybody in those movies. However, in Hellraiser Hell on Earth, Hellraiser Bloodline, Hellraiser let's see. Hellraiser, Hellseeker, etc. He, there are confirmed kills in those movies based upon our video evidence. So if you have a problem with those, you will probably want to talk to your client about which of those kills he has claimed. The court is referencing the case of the People versus Charles Manson uh, in, in, in the regard that he may not have been responsible for all of the murders firsthand, but he certainly... Uh, was part, a contributing factor in them. And there are many kills that that he, is up to the prosecution to introduce. A judge does not introduce. <laughs> well, okay. he just, he just did. <laughs> I, I have no problem even disregarding the appeal judge's argument. Three. Appeal grounds number three. I'm loving this. <laughs> Because like I, I'm 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 literally sitting here right now looking at looking at my notes for my client and according over the Hellraiser series from twenty from Hellraiser one all the way through the end, not thirty six. Uh, thirty five. You mean six? Not thirty five. Not even thirty five. <laughs> okay, so. then please elaborate. Oh, I'm I, I'm not going to give a a, a specific number of. Actually, I'm not even going to claim that, you know, my client killed anybody, but if you want <laughs> attention to certain things that are trying to blame murders on my client, the the correct count would be 27, not 35. Are you telling the court that in like 11 movies, he's only killed, there's only been 27 deaths? That seems embarrassing oh, no, 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 to me. Yeah, in the court, in the court of public <laughs> nope. relations, I think nope. they just called Pinhead pathetic. That's nope. crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Allow me to introduce into evidence Hellraiser One. It's already in evidence. People, okay. I'm introducing the people, the the, the people killed in Hellraiser One. Frank Cotton, Prudhoe, male victim, Stanley Sykes, Larry Cotton, Julia Cotton, Frank Cotton. Frank Cotton, killed by the Lament Configuration, not by my client. Prudhoe, killed by Julia Cotton. Male victim, killed by Julia Cotton. Stanley Sykes, killed by Julia Cotton. Larry Cotton, killed by Frank Cotton. Julia Cotton, killed by Frank Cotton. And then Frank Cotton again. Now, was any of those said pinhead? No. So like I said, my client killed nobody in the first movie. Do, do I need to move on to Hellraiser 2? By all means, please do. <laughs> Captain Elliot Spencer, Lament Configuration. Browning, Julia Cotton. Seven Chenard Institute patients, Julia Cotton. Female Chenard Institute patient, Julia Cotton. 
Cal McRae, Julia Cotton, Frank Cotton again, Julia Cotton, uh, Tenor, Ten Chenard Institute patients, Chenard Cenobite, Butterball, Chenard Cenobite, Female Cenobite, Chenard Cenobite, Chatterer One, Chenard, Captain Elliot Spencer, Chenard, Chenard was killed by Leviathan, and the moving man was killed by the Pillar of Souls. So, oh, look at that, a whole movie where no pinhead kills again. Perfect. Could you please move on to Hell on Earth? <laughs> Gladly. Let's see here. Teenage club goer. Lament configuration. Do, do, do. <laughs> are you, are you going to go ahead and skip all the rest man, of them? Man impaled through forehead with camera lens. Camera head. Let's see. Cabby. Uh, CD set a bite. Cop. CD set a bite. Cops two and three. Killed by Barbie set a bite. I maintained that my client killed nobody. Because I'm a defense <laughs> lawyer, and that is what I do, and I will not prove your case for you. Perfect. Then allow me to prove my case for me. Let us cover here Hell on Earth, where we have Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, who was killed by Pinhead. JP Monroe, who was killed by Pinhead. Terry, who was killed by your client, Pinhead. Male potty goer, which is killed by, guess who? Pinhead, female potty goer, who is killed by Pinhead, Rick Bloodstone, killed by Pinhead, female potty goer too, etc. Now, let me go ahead and add these up for you. We have, oh my word, we've got 20, we've got another 10 on that, um, and 36. We have a total of 36 deaths by Pinhead. Incorrect. I'm standing here on the Hellraiser series wiki right here. And if my client killed anybody in Hellraiser Part 3, according to official sources, it would only be 16. Next. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Hell on Earth has 16. Bloodline has four. Uh, yes. Inferno has two. Hellseeker has... Uh, one, Detta has nine, Hellworld has two, and Revelations has two, which makes a total of 36, which is even more than what I'm trying to charge against your client. So if I were you, I would back off from defending your client from murder and accept the 35 charges instead of the more accurate 36. I'm for a mistrial based on inadequate prosecution. Gentlemen, <laughs> we will not we will not have a mistrial and we will not argue over the numbers anymore. Uh, we will hear closing statements and then we're gonna let the jury uh, deliberate on who comes out the victor in this battle of wills. Uh, closing statements from the, the I would defense. Like to file one last movement before closing statements. Yes, sir. Hopefully it's not a bowel movement as we've seen him file the rest of this case. No, uh, I, I move that all charges be dealt with by the judge separately and not lumped into one. So in other words, please give a return on the uh, murder charge, then give a return on kidnapping, then give a return on so on and so forth. I want itemized findings. We will have itemized findings. Yes, Thank sir. <laughs> Your Honor, it sounds like he passed off a lot of the work onto you, so good luck. I will be putting it on the people. <laughs> Perfect. Now, you understand that once you make your closing statements, you cannot introduce any more evidence, correct? Uh, I'm sorry uh, to the defense. I have already introduced all of my arguments, okay. and you have dealt with approximately uh, none of them. <laughs> well, we'll see. Go ahead. 
I just, I just want to make sure you know that you can't argue any more stuff after you make closing statements because that's why they're called closing statements. Continue. Your Honor. <laughs> yes, yes, prosecution. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Jura. Jura. <laughs> I do believe that before you today is a clear-cut case, no matter what evidence the defense tries to reject that his client is guilty of breaking many of our glorious laws here in the United States of America. Now, I may not know how things work in hell where the Cenobites have come from, but what I do know is that here in America, we are a people of dignity, values, and a civilized society where we do not pull people apart with chains for sexual pleasure. <laughs> so what I would like for the for you to decide today that this man here, one pinhead, aka his name is somewhere around here, Elliot Spencer, aka the hell priest, aka the leader of the Cenobites, should be deported forever. And if he does if he's not deported, then he should be dealt with as any American citizen would for even 35 murders here in America, that he would be put away in prison forever. I rest my case. <laughs> Defense, closing statements. All right, in my closing statements, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would like to, one last time, address you and go through the evidence presented by the prosecution because i mean the prosecution is asking you to make some some big bitty pretty big judgments here you know deportation forever or prison forever forever is a long time for anything so we should make sure that we've got these charges right and on top of that we should make sure that the prosecution met the burden of proof to put my client away on these charges so, starting from the top, he charged my client with corruption of youth based upon the lament configuration in a video game. Flowery praise from the prosecution. However, he never presented any such evidence that A, the lament configuration was left places for children to find it on purpose, and he never proved that my client Pinhead made the Hellraiser game or B, left it somewhere for a child to be to, to find it on purpose. So how he could charge my client with corruption of youth is beyond me. It is not like there was Lamette configuration ads and video game ads targeted at children, not like the cigarette companies used to do. So I feel that that charge is specious and overblown. Moving on to sexual harassment. The definition of sexual harassment is unwanted sexual advances. As we know, when people open the lament configuration, they are looking for sexual perversion, dealing with pleasure and pain. Therefore, the sexual advance that they get when they open the box is not unwanted. And when I brought this up during the case, he felt the need to talk about how Frank Cotton was pulled apart by chains. Last time I checked, being pulled apart by chains was not a sexual thing. 
Therefore, it does not fall under the realm of sexual harassment. 35 murders. We've talked about this. I'm not going to go further into it here, except to say that I do not feel that my client should be charged with 35 murders because the prosecutor does not know how to do math. Moving on. Illegal entry. As I prove in during the trial, the MET configuration operates as a box. It invites the pinhead and the centibytes to come in. You open the box. We came. It is a doorway. That would be like me opening my front door, waiting for my mailman to come inside, and then saying, hey, you entered illegally just because you did something that I didn't like while you were in here. No, I opened the door. Kidnapping. Come on. There's no false imprisonment. Also, the federal statute on kidnapping is when you take someone and hold them against their will across state lines. My client has never taken anybody across state lines. He's traveled them across the border of the limit configuration. You made your closing statements. You be quiet. <laughs> I can't imagine kidnapping needing to go across state lines. You could kidnap someone and bring them a town over. For it to reach the defense of a federal statute, <clears throat> yes, it has to go across state lines. The, the judge is learning day in and day out. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the FBI to come solve a kidnapping in your town. They will defer to local police until that person is taken across state lines because then it becomes federal. What about the border to a different uh, realm of existence entirely? Well, then I would say that we do not have laws to prosecute based on people going to a different place entirely. So therefore, it shouldn't even be bought up in court. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you've heard... The arguments for and against. You cannot charge somebody with a law that doesn't exist. The defense rests. You've heard the arguments for de deportation and against deportation. You've heard the arguments for imprisonment and against imprisonment. Head to mutant underscore fam on Twitter to put in your vote for who won this argument. Are we going to deport Pinhead? Are we going to send him to jail? Or is he going to walk away a free man? You... I would also like a before we leave, Judge, since we are going to do the vote for overall on um, on Twitter for the Mutant Fam, I would like a ruling from you on the itemized ones that I asked for. Right this moment? Yes. Guilty or not guilty for <laughs> Judge, guilty or not guilty for corruption of youth. For corruption of youth, I I see no corruption of the youth, and I would well, say not I'm guilty. <laughs> Sexual harassment. For sexual harassment, I see the the defense's argument that these people were asking for some sort of sexual advance, and I say not guilty. Illegal oh. entry. Illegal entry. I do not see the argument of a door being left open. If you leave your door open and someone walks into your home, I said if I opened still... my door and invited them in, not if I left it open and walked away. I don't know if there was ever an explicit invitation. I believe really the more uh, the more common theme here is that it was left open and that the Cenobites and Pinhead chose to enter without fully being invited. I, de I deem this guilty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guilty for border crossing. Next. Kidnapping. 
Ah, kidnapping, kidnapping, kidnapping. This is a, a fine line. These aren't these aren't uh, children we're talking about. These are grown adults that have the ability to make decisions and go where they want. Ah. Not, not if there are <sighs> chains with hooks pulling them there. Chain, the chains is a, a the chains with hooks pulled them apart. Didn't pull them there. Is a strong <laughs> argument and a strong visual, and and the jury cannot get that out of their minds. Uh, for they, kidnapping, they pull, but they for didn't kid- pull Frank caught in the hell with the chains. They pulled him apart. Uh, they, uh, I do believe they pulled him to hell to pull him apart. <laughs> for kidnapping, the court uh, finds Pinhead guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe the last charge is the murder of 35 people. We've heard, we've heard the defense's argument that not all 35 of these people were actually murdered by Pinhead, and we will drop the charges to just 10, let's say, because I don't want to do the math again. I like it. (laughs) I I did the math, and it was 36 individuals that were killed directly by Pinhead. So even even putting it down to math, his math is specious, and it doesn't make sense. I believe the judge said earlier he's hungover and doesn't want any tomfoolery. (laughs) We will call it 10 murders, uh, and Pinhead will go to jail for the rest of his life. All right. So we've decided to drop the charges on sexual harassment, drop the charges on uh, corrupting the youth, but Pinhead is guilty for crossing the border illegally for, uh, what was the other one? He didn't cross a border. He didn't cross a border, whatever. <laughs> kidnapping. For kidnapping and for murder. People uh, of the jury, ladies and gentlemen, of the Twitterverse, do you agree or do you not agree? Just we're not going to put up five different polls. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't want five different polls. <laughs> Just one. Go vote. Who who won this argument? The prosecution or the defense? Should Pinhead be deported? Should he be sent to jail? Or should he be a free man? I like court. It. Court is adjourned. Court court is adjourned. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is goddamn bullshit. I get you, cow. <laughs> <laughs>